This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode of She Podcast. This is episode two. 84. I am your co-host and announcer, I guess, Jessica Kupferman. And our co-host is Elsie Escobar. And then our wonderful producer, slightly frustrated, but wonderful producer, John Domingo. Today, we are coming to you from a new spot. We are recording live for all to see if you're in the Super Squad, which is our new membership. Right now, you can go to ShePodcast.com forward slash waitlist if you want to learn more about the Super Squad. And if it is open when you listen to this, you will be able to join right then. We're going to show you behind the scenes of how we are streaming live behind a paywall, which is so much more complicated than you could ever have thought it would be. <laughs> we have tried so many things. So yeah. many things. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're going to talk about that today and we have some other good stuff. So. So essentially, I think that this is our tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. <laughs> Except today they're Jess's. Well, they're this Jess's. part is Jess's tool tips and the rest yes. will be from Elsie. So while I was not having the QA and still building the site. Last week, Elsie decided to try and stream behind a paywall using YouTube for her QA, right? That wasn't last week. It was a week before. Two weeks ago? That was ago? a week before. Yeah. From what I understood from what you were saying, it worked okay, but it was annoying because when you embed another platform's video into a paywall – not only is it still on that other platform, you can't really shut it down, but there are two places where in which you can chat. So she used YouTube, which meant she could see the chat in the paywall and she could see the chat on YouTube. So it's not ideal for engagement. Does that sound right as far as the... Yeah, it was a little complicated to, so to sign into, to know where you were signing into. But I think the biggest problem was that... If you wanted to watch it in the Super Squad, the chat was below the embed and it was also down. So you could not watch the video and read the chat at the same time because you had to scroll all the way down the page to see what was happening and then scroll all the way back up the page to see what was actually happening in the live. So it wasn't the best user usability. Yeah. And actually, I'm glad that we found that out because for those of you who participated in PodFest Global, I think I talked about this last week. Stop me if I'm wrong. But one of the only thing that I found remotely, I don't even want to say frustrating. Yeah, it was frustrating for me as a speaker is that Whova connects to Zoom. So 
even though it is still behind a paywall, you could still log into Zoom or you could log into Whova. And there's two different, whole different conversations. And no matter how many times they were like, we only want you to be engaging on the Whova page. Like it just wasn't happening because people only had Zoom open and there you go. Right. So once we figured that out, I kind of quickly also figured out that no matter where we try to stream from, if it's not a private option, it's going to have this problem. So, I mean, briefly, I pulled up Periscope, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Twitch. And then I went to the Membership Academy, which is a plug for them, even though they're not a paying sponsor. But if you are thinking about having a membership, the Membership Academy by Mike Morrison and Callie, I cannot remember her. I'm so sorry, Callie. I can't remember your last name. It's $50 a month and it gives you everything you could possibly need for membership and including a community. So I went in there and just did a search in the forum for how people are live streaming behind a paywall. And unless they were doing like a MacGyver mashup version that we have been doing, they were doing Vimeo. So Vimeo live stream is not cheap. It's like $75 a month annually. I think it's like 900 a year or something like that. Oh, yeah. We did talk about this, didn't we? We did, but we'd never – we hadn't figured out a solution yet. Right, right. So it's $900 a year. I already was paying $400 a year. So if it works out and the memberships sell and we – you know, it will sort of pay for itself. But we want a good experience, not a poopy experience. So we are on a trial, I guess like a 30-day – like, you know, if it doesn't work out, we can still not do it. But I think it's working out quite well because the first time we did it – wait, when was the first time we did it? You did it. You did it for your Q&A. Okay, thank you. You used Vimeo for your Q&A. Yeah. yeah. So I did it for my Q&A last Tuesday just as a test and it works really well because you have a you have a back end where you can embed – you can take the embed code for the video, which is what those of you who are watching are seeing now, and you take embed for the chat. Each event has its own – separate chat. You embed that wherever you want it. And then you can also not show them on Vimeo Live. Like technically, if we wanted to, we could be streaming on Vimeo Live. It will also, it picks destinations so that you can also do YouTube, Facebook, other places if you want to. So then uh, yesterday, John and I were like, okay, so you can do it one-on-one, and that's simple. But the last time we tried to do it together, it was a monster shit show because we were using something that Vimeo, I guess they partnered with Livestream.com and Livestream has a studio and the studio is crazy complicated. It's like <laughs> it's like trying to be a television studio and we're podcasters. And right. even though I've been in the back seat and behind the scenes of video shoots and I knew what I was doing. I didn't know why if I gave it says add a guest. So I give them a link, I'd add the guest and then nobody could hear anybody. And I couldn't figure out why because the only instructions were add the guest. So once the guest was in, it was like, it was really frustrating. So John and I were like lamenting yesterday. And then finally, we realized that there's a connection. He was saying, well, I mean, John, you can just if you want to pick it up. Yeah, you would take it over now, John. So as the girls are doing what they're doing, I'm here and I'm doing my, everything I can do to figure out how to learn how to use live stream. And, and Jess is right. It's like being in a control room of a, of a TV station. The only problem is I couldn't figure out how to pull other people in from the internet. In other words, if we were all three in the same, st- or if Jess and Elsie were in the same studio, 
that would work great because you could have it's amazing and you can do things with audio and bring in audio clips and video clips and lower thirds it's amazing but it's way more than we needed and it wouldn't do what we needed to do and i'm over here and i can't i'm like i'm reading and trying to find stuff and i'm having a panic attack because i know monday's coming and we have to get this ready to go because we're not using facebook anymore i'm like okay we're not using mm-hmm. facebook anymore yeah, because somebody, I think it was Bonnie. If it's you, Bonnie, I know you're not watching today because you're mad, but like, <laughs> she was like, oh, thank God you're not doing it because I was just having too much trouble with the power. I'm like, no, work that shit out because we're not going to be here long. We're not coming back. We're not coming back. We have bitten the bullet. It is being chewed and swallowed. So with StreamYard, for some reason, I got kicked out of all my destinations and I had to go back and reinitiate them. So when I was in there, it had the... RTMP? Is that how? Yeah, yeah, the RTMP. RTMP, yes. And I was like, so it says, so I said, what is RTMP? So I looked and it says, you can use this to embed this, embed StreamYard into things like Vimeo. I'm like, what? Well, well, wait, wait, what? So (laughs) I said to Jess, because Jess wanted to do this an hour before we went on. I said, absolutely not. I am not doing that again. I said, let's do this Sunday. So Sunday we got on. And we, both of us, in other words, it's a two, it's almost like a relay race. So I get the stream yard ready and, and I'm the guy with the baton in the first leg of the relay. Then I hand the baton to Jess. Jess goes in the back of the membership site, which is WordPress, and it puts in the embed code and puts in the chat code and all that stuff. And then when I hit go live here in StreamYard, we're live. And that's that. And it's so much easier. And now I'm wondering, do you even need Vimeo? Because you could do the same thing with StreamYard for your Q&As. You cannot because you cannot embed StreamYard and the chat into the paywall. And the paywall is the problem creator. If it was just a matter of being public, we could just put this on YouTube and chat in YouTube or put this on Facebook and chat in Facebook the way we did. But it has to be – you have to have Vimeo because that's the only way to embed a non-branded – or self-branded chat and stream. Yeah. Does that make so, sense? Like, Yeah. And we could have, in some way, we could have streamed just StreamYard. So you could see StreamYard, but StreamYard does not have, as far as I know, a local way to have a chat. So every all the comments that you see that come into StreamYard are being pulled from YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Wherever it is that you are, it pulls those into one chat. So it uses that. And StreamYard is itself a tool, but it doesn't, again, it doesn't provide, I don't think it provides the embed, right? It doesn't provide the embed, correct, Jess? No, and in fact- And not only that, but in fact, the only way to get it for, through our RTMP is it needs you to provide that. So it doesn't even have – it's not its own server or its own anything. Like the only way we're doing it is because I gave you the Vimeo link and the Vimeo key right. in order for this to go on this channel. I mean, yeah, you could just invite people I mean, to any any destination like the way we were doing it before. But it's just that the purpose is like – I don't want to do it on Facebook because we want to get off Facebook. We don't want to do it on YouTube because you can't make it wholly private. Periscope, you know, all of it is. But you're not doing that here. You made a page that's uh, supersquad.shepodcast.com slash podcast. 
And when True, you go to sign on, and when you come just come on here, you can't see it unless you sign into the Super Squad because it wouldn't let exactly me. right. So you could make another page, supersquad.shepodcast.com slash Q and A. Take and use the embed and do the same thing. Use the key and the address in StreamYard and then embed that into that page, and they would have to sign in. Correct. The only thing is, you don't need to do that if it's just one person. Because you can just go live right from your camera. The problem with YouTube is not that you can't pick it up and put it down because you can. There were two problems with it. One, that you could still go on YouTube and watch it. And two, that Elsie said the aesthetic was such that you had to scroll really far down on the page in order to see the chat in the first place. This way, I can make two columns and put the video here and the chat next to it. And I can control how long or short they are. I learn by either using YouTube or, you know, searching for something. I go to the University of Google. So when I went to say, okay, how do I live stream multiple feeds? And nothing was coming up. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't read anything. So I was panicking. And then when we finally got this to work on Sunday, I was like, it was like someone left a ton of bricks off my chest. Apparently, he spent six days agonizing over how we were going to do this because he didn't want to tell me it wasn't going to work because he was afraid that we would think he was trying to kibosh our plans. Right. And also, he's sensitive about mansplaining. Right. Yeah, I am. So he didn't want to mansplain. It's not a cheap solution, but if the membership can be what we want it to be and we want it to be a customized and... What's the word? Bespoke experience. This is kind of the only way to get it and hoping that people appreciate that and that they'll pay for that and not do some like hacked together MacGyver. I keep saying MacGyver. I'm sure there are people that are listening that have no idea. We are kind of MacGyvering it though in some way, not this. The entire experience is MacGyvered up. Yeah. Well, MacGyver is an American TV show where a guy would uh, disarm a nuclear bomb with a paperclip and a wad of gum. (laughs) So then it became, yes. yeah, it became a verb. So it's not pretty, but it works well. And I mm-hmm. wanted something that is pretty that works well. I don't want MacGyver. I've had my whole life has been MacGyvering shit together. I don't want to do that for this because I want it to be special. Like the event was special. So right. And also, you know, Carrie mentioned something. She says usually the answer is OBS, and OBS is a specific software for live streaming that a lot of streamers use. But here's another level of complexity. Um, well, actually, two things to comment on that. Number one, that um, I have actually been studying a lot about streaming, especially during the pandemic. Like we've, we, I've been doing it for my job job, like over at Lipson, because we've been wanting to do more videos and doing more. Again, we wanted to look good, right? We wanted to, in the same way that Jess was doing her best to make sure that this worked well, we didn't want to just randomly start to put stuff out where we looked exactly like the news organizations trying to do things their way and it looks crappy, right? So um, I started to do a lot of research. I did a course and in that course, they are really great because they give you and they provide you minimal tech specs, for doing all the things. Because again, when you're live, when you're doing podcasting and you're not streaming live, you essentially can get away with having a a USB microphone that sounds really good and you can go in a closet and you can make it work. When you're doing streaming and you want to look remotely (laughs) more professional, 
there's a lot more involved. Number one, you do need to have a better location. You do need to have some lighting that doesn't make you look like you're in a cave. Two things that I lacked in. And then you do need a better camera, but it depends. You can get away without it. You know, the lighting I think is more important. But then what ends up happening too is that your computer also needs to be stronger than the computer that I have. I have a 2018, I think it's 2018 MacBook Air, which is a very solid computer for the majority of things. It can do lots of different things. But when it comes to live streaming, that's when like a MacBook Pro with a minimum spec needs to come into the scene because it's handling a lot more work when you're doing things, particularly if you're using something like OBS. And OBS gives you so much functionality in the way that you can put overlays, you can have different camera angles, you can add, you know, all kinds of labels and fun animations and bring people in and out. You get to do all those things. And because you get all that power, your computer also needs to do that power. You can get away with streaming, doing a talking head, that's not a big deal. That's like super easy. You don't need to spec up your computer. But if you want to have a show with overlays and animation and transitions and other cameras and more people and all that stuff, then your cam- your your computer needs to be up to spec. And it also needs to be powered and your bandwidth needs to be optimal, right? So... Anyway, that's what I have to say about OBS. And this this one actually works with our constraints. Jess and I have, um, she has a, strong, a faster, more powerful computer than I do. She started the process here, but she set it up so that I can actually work into it. And it's not going to make me feel like I can't do it. And the last thing I'm going to say is that even now, I just did a video recording. I, I did, we had a little script that we were, were doing a video test for Libsyn. And I wanted to do a video test with the audio and the, the script that we were reading. And I went into StreamYard and I did my work, right? So it took me like 15, 20 minutes for me to get through this small little piece of script. So, you know, all set up and everything. And then I downloaded it so that I could have at least that. And then when I looked at it, my video and my audio was totally off. And I was so sad because because that's that's because of my bandwidth, right? And so those are things that you have to understand that it's like me looking nice and then the video, like the, the audio was like so far behind, like whatever. So I got very frustrated and sad. Yeah, it was like the old karate what? movies of the 60s, the old they where the guy would, his mouth would go, do in whatever, and he'd go, okay, we're going to fight. His yeah. mouth would be still moving. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. So I was so sad. And then I realized, that's when the power really comes in. When you are trying to do things really, really well and have it to be perfect, and you have these things, and 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 again, unfortunately, that to me is two two things. The computer needs to be stronger, and the second thing is the bandwidth actually would actually really help it a lot more. So you have to have strong internet, which is coming. I hope I'm yes. so excited. I can't. I I wouldn't well, be. Exciting. I don't even know if I would be more excited if it was my own bandwidth being upgraded. <laughs> Good. So excited. <laughs> I know. It is yeah. that exciting. It really I will is. let you all know on my bandwidth. That's going to be a whole other story once I get it. 
because right now I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want my heart to break. So, but it's, you know, it's everything's uh-huh. happening. Because you're not on your computer, uh-huh. are you? You're on your phone. Yes, I am. I am on oh, my computer. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, because we thought we were we thought you were going to run out of bandwidth. I did, but that was just because the entire cellular network was down yesterday. It wasn't just me. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I know it wasn't just me, so I was very excited. But anyway, so right now, just just to give them a heads up as to all the things that we are we are using right now to be able to do this. So starting off with just the streaming mechanism, we are using Vimeo. What is it called? Vimeo Live or Vimeo? It is called, yeah, Vimeo Live. Okay, Vimeo Live, StreamYard and Vimeo Live that is being used inside a paywall that is from a WordPress install using what? We are using what? Yeah. So what are the things that we're using? Everybody keeps asking. So it's really For the membership? Yeah. Oh. It's a WordPress install. It is a WordPress install. And then the theme is Buddy Boss, which is traditionally a community-based plugin but they created a theme so you choose the buddy boss theme you have it hook up to something called learn dash which is a plugin for courses and then member press to keep the content locked down learn dash technically does do that but i don't think it locks down the non-course stuff buddy boss kind of does that but it doesn't really lock down like your courses have to be locked down individually, whereas member press is the type of thing where you say, okay, everyone tagged with this only gets access to this with this. Everyone tagged with this gets access to this with this. It just simplifies it. And also member press allows you to accept money. On LearnDash, you can pay for courses. On BuddyBoss, you can pay for memberships. But member press is the only thing where you can, you know, you can sort of pay for the one thing and it has everything. So that's why we have the third plugin. And then I also have a, a plugin for the events called Events Manager because I wanted that to be a streamlined and nice experience. And then I also have something that I haven't installed yet called Gamify, which should work similar to the Whova app where you, there's a leaderboard and you get points for engaging more and things like that. I haven't installed that yet because that's like a nice to have, not a need to have. So yeah, that's what we've been using. So it's like they're all these plugins are like about two one to two hundred dollars each wow yeah yeah it's not cheap right and i'm building all this stuff and and we're like sharing this for you because there's a lot of things that are out there that are already sort of like all-in-one solutions but they're always have a missing piece and i think the experience of the she podcast super squad that we wanted was essentially all of the things and and because we have the community, like the community itself, it's its own thing, right? There are plenty of places that you can get, like like Discord. You can have a Discord community. You can have a Slack community. Like there are, there's a solution yeah. for that. But we also wanted to be able to stream things directly into our super squad. That's another solution for a problem that can happen in some things like Discord, but not in things like Slack. And then we also wanted to have the ability to have courses, which is a totally different thing than the other things. And the, and having a membership was also another thing we wanted to have that was, and, and so there's like all of these little tiny bits, uh, details of the things we yeah. wanted. And, and not everything has 
everything, right? Yeah, and- you can't right, like memberful and mighty networks. Like I don't know how well they deliver courses. And then and then Thinkific right. and Kajabi, exactly. they don't really have a community component. They have no community right. component. So you still have to be elsewhere. And we want everything in one spot. We don't want you to we want you to be able to learn and then when you have a question go right into the forum and ask the question and then right there have someone who's already in there answer you or have Elsie and I answer you. You know, we, we want you to be able to see, go into the super squad and see when the next QA is, when the next conferences are, who's doing, you know, when the next recording is, if, you know, if it gets, if it doesn't get too crazy, we'll let members post events too. So you'll know if you want to know when the next class is for Tara McMullen, if you want to know when the next WOC, you know, women of color podcasters meetup is, that's the kind of thing I think that we'd like to have a full comprehensive calendar. And that's a very hard thing to put together in any platform. So right. especially with user capability to add the things that they want. We also wanted to have forums where people can do promotion swaps, look for guests when without having to wait for the particular day of the week. We can now have people do that whenever they want because since it's a separate entity – um, it doesn't hog the feed for anyone. You just don't go in there if you're not looking for that, or you do go in there if you are. So if you are, um, exactly. So that's and I why think I part it, of it. I've been building it since May. Yeah, May. And, and we still have the other component too, Jess, which is you know because this is just the building part of it. The other part of it is what I think that we're gonna we're gonna have to deal with, and we're gonna have to figure out what to do with. But it's also the support component. Like, what if? X piece isn't connecting with Y piece or what if I didn't get what I wanted when I put the thing in? Like, how does that, how, how's that going to get fixed? And I do the have only way for us, do that. Yeah, so that was one of those things where it's like, we have to go, okay, this isn't working, fixing it, right? How do we fix it? What if it's really not working, finding another solution? And the only way for that to happen is for people to use the things. And mm. um, the other aspect of it is that I feel for us, Design And this is the other thing that we haven't used. And I think this is the first time we're going to talk about it. We have another thing that we're also using, which is called community. And community is like a text. It's a text communication platform, if you will. So we, Jess and I, get to text message you guys. And then you will receive a text message and you like our aim for that is that it's going to be a very like lighthearted down to earth type communication. It it is marketing, but it's not going to be like, like an email, right? It's not going to be like that kind of a thing. It's, and it'll be another kind of reminder where we can really quickly send a text to all the super squad members that are at a whatever level and be like, we're going live y'all. And then we'll send the link. And then that way you can immediately no, it's happening, or hey, Elsie's doing her Q&A right now, or I'm about to go, you know, whatever that is really simple, that way mm-hmm. it'll be a real quick um, tap, and then you'll be you'll be done with it, you know? It'll be useful for the event. It'll be mm-hmm. useful for when we go live. It'll be useful to send you guys a quick question, like, would you rather learn this or this next? Right. It's going to be a lot, I think, more streamlined. Like, I'm on the email, I think it's community for Joe Biden. And like, even though most of it is asking for money, it's like right. six or seven times a day. I'm really just wanting to see how they use it. So it's not bothering right. me. Although I know that sounds like a lot, but it's been, hi, it's Kamala Harris for Joe. And you know, did you know this was happening? If we give 20 bucks today, we can do this. And sometimes it's, hey, we noticed you're in Delaware. We're speaking at this tonight. Would you like a ticket? Mm-hmm. Click here to get a ticket. Or 
Actually, I signed up for a bunch of them because community um, recommends some of their like flagship community members like Gary V, Reese Witherspoon, Amy Schumer. And I don't hear from them hardly at all. But the, yeah. the sign up was what I wanted. It was the sign up that was like, don't forget to add me to your contacts this right. way. You know, I won't go to your, you know, your undesired messages. And there's like a le- little legal thing that they have to say. And then, you know, it's like, hi, how-. I'm just excited because Elsie and I will be able to be like, what's up? Just like whenever right. we want. <laughs> I know. Want. And so also, like, I mean, for like unexpected things, like let's say we have like a guest or we have a last minute somebody that wants we could do a something or other or maybe there's some like news that I have just released and Jess and I want to talk about it or I want to talk about it and I want our community to know. I can very quickly send an email and say like I'm going live in five talking about, I don't know, whatever the latest app, you know podcast stuff is and also for the event is is really why I feel would be really important because that'll be really great for making sure that we are getting of the moment things like oh my gosh we had to change rooms whatever thing isn't happening in room 50 it's happening on room 78 and then you can quickly send that out or hey if you you're if you're looking for the party go down to the Starbucks turn to the right and go down the stairs you know what i mean yeah. and then and then we won't really know that until we're there, right? So it's th- there's a little more uh, communication that way that we really wanted to play with. So, so yeah, uh, we, we bought a bunch of toys. We're hoping <laughs> that the toys enhance the experience of the Super Squad because right now people, for those of you who are listening who maybe aren't part of the Super Squad, not those of you watching, it's been $5 a month on Patreon and the benefit has been an hour QA with Elsie and I each week, plus a separate Facebook group where they can ask other things that maybe would not be seen in the larger group of 18,000 people. Mm-hmm. So we've bumped the price. It's still a sliding scale. So it's not too much more than $5 a month. The lowest price is 17 a month. The highest price is 37 a month. And you can choose between three tiers, which one you're the most financially comfortable with. We also want to make it easy to go up and down depending on your situation because I hate to say the word uncertain, but things are unpredictable right now. Not predictable. We want to make it sure that because things are unpredictable, if you are struggling getting your show out or if you have been, you know, adversely affected by the pandemic and other things that you can still afford the education you need. And covertly, if you have been affected in a very positive way, that you can help fund us to keep doing this and help pay for these toys and help, you know, help us become more involved with the people who really need us, because that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do with this membership is just streamline and become more involved with you, the podcaster that needs us for whatever you need us for. I love it. And like speaking of like funding and speaking of being able to provide podcasters with what they need, we are super, super proud to have a sponsor for our show for this month. And it is podcasting, comma, seriously. So podcasting seriously. And it is, I guess I would say the baby of my friend, Juleka Lantigua Williams, which is a series of 
I think it's a series of webinars, but I have a feeling that it's probably going to expand into a little bit more. But she's actually delivering the kind of knowledge for podcasters that I personally feel is absolutely missing out there because you always get a lot of the podcasting 101 or how do you get advertisers or how do you launch a podcast? There's tons of things that are always around that. Or there's occasionally there's something about how to develop a show or maybe there's like mentorship experiences, sort of like the Spotify bootcamp kind of thing where they kind of walk you through a lot of things. But what Jaleika is really getting into here, and it's something that she spoke about in the, um, we had a, uh, a panel that we did for Podcast Movement last year. And one of the things that she brought to the table is that you can be in podcasting, but you don't have to be a podcaster. So you can love the podcasting industry and you and maybe your cup of tea is not being a podcaster. Maybe it's being a, an audio engineer. Maybe it's somebody who's finding people guests. Maybe it's somebody who really loves to just do graphic graphics for podcast or, you know, all of those kinds of things. And so in her platform, you get to learn a little bit more about content or, or you know, how to make sure that you're really zeroing in on your avatar for your show, your who your listeners are, and all of those things. But you also get business development in the podcasting industry. And I that's really not being covered. She's going to talk about it from that perspective, from you being a podcast pro. And that just means that your profession is going to be in podcasting. And she will talk to people who are independent podcasters, to those that are looking to get into podcasting and maybe work for some of the corporate podcast out there and maybe get a job and understand what that looks like and how to sell yourself and all of those things. So you get an opportunity to get so many uh, resources when it comes to podcasting. So we are so happy to have that. If you go to uh, podcastingseriously.com, or actually even shepodcast.com slash podcasting seriously, uh, either one of those will get you to the, to the amazing education that Jaleka has put together. And we would love to support her. So supporting yes. women is what we do. So please, please, please go check them out. And if you just want to test out one of the webinars, there is one that is upcoming very, very soon. And you can sign up right away. They are very reasonably priced. Go for it. She is a pro with like, She's she's amazing. You need to listen to her, and I guarantee you, you will learn lots of good stuff. Okay, I have to share about this really quickly. Just because I have been, because of the world that we live now in pandemic time, um, I have Zoom meetings all day, every day. Almost, right, Jess? You can... You actually know because you have access to my schedule. Yeah, Sometimes really I go from like... It's insane. From meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. But what I have found to be un believably helpful, and I never in a million years thought that this was going to be a thing, is that there's a connection between Zoom and Otter, otter otter.ai, which is a transcription service. And um, I do believe that Descript also does this as well, but Otter for me works a little bit better. Um, So anyway, if anybody books a Zoom meeting with me or I give them the link, so it's connected to my Zoom account. If I share that Zoom account, then it automatically, obviously, it's recording everything in the cloud. So I don't have to do anything. I've set it so it's recording regardless of what happens. It's in the cloud, not on my computer. And then after that's done, it gets shot over to Otter AI without my knowledge. I mean, obviously, I gave it permission, but it's being shot out. It goes over to Otter. Otter then transcribes it. And about an hour and a half or so later, I get a transcription of the meeting. And I cannot tell you 
what a lifesaver that is because I can go back and I can scroll down when I look for, for client stuff, I can now very easily go like, oh, I told them to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And then I can craft <laughs> notes based on that. The other thing is I, I'm getting a lot of pitches, right? So I have meetings with people pitching me things and I have my own notes that I'm writing down, but also I need to then take that language and like pitch it to my people. So it's like, it's a constant pitch fest. And so now sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, what was the word that they used? Or what is it that they were talking about that maybe I can't remember? I can go back in there and immediately get your words and be able to go, wow, that's okay. That's really cool. Or refer back to what we talked about. And it's, it's been amazing. Like, I don't even know what to say. I am so happy to keep getting these transcriptions. Now I can just refer back. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that. And that's just added. Like, I don't, I mean, I mean, I subscribe to both though. I subscribe to Zoom and I subscribe to Auto AI. So it's not free. No, just script. Go ahead. Sorry. How much is it? I think it's $14 for a month for a, for Otter. Okay. Or 12 or it's something in the teens. I think it's less than 15. Hold on. I have sure. it up. $8.33 and- a month for premium, but it's billed annually. Or... If you have more than one user, it's $20 a month per user per month billed annually. Yeah, but I don't I don't have that. Oh, oh wait. It's- Monthly, it's $9.99 and $30 a month or free. Yeah. So here's the other thing I forgot about this. The other aspect is that I can send people a link to my transcriptions. And if they have Otter... I just send it to them and they can edit. If I give them access, they can edit it themselves. So that's been so helpful as well for like when there's a meeting that I've had that our team at Lipson hasn't had and I'm like, oh, I just want you to check this two, these two things out. Here's a link. Feel free to grab it. And I think for marketing purposes, same thing. It's going to be amazing to be able to go like, can you take that meeting and like break it down and create some tweets? <laughs> It's so great. I love it. I don't have to do it. Yay. Very exciting. It's very exciting. I love it so much. I love it so Yay. much. Yay. Okay. That's pretty exciting. And I didn't it didn't even occur to me that I mean Descript does the same thing where you can download your Zoom recording, upload it to Descript, and it'll give you a transcription. That's a really good use for that. Especially if you're not only half paying attention, which I usually am. Okay. So I think we're ready for some news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. You know, as much as I hate hearing my voice, it really is brilliant, that little thing that you put together, John. It's perfect. Thank you. So now we are going to be just talking about this little bit of news that is most people it's going to kind of go over everybody's head, but I think it's really great. And I I hope that it will really impact the industry here. And this is the latest beta release for Overcast, right? So Overcast is a podcast app. It is anywhere between the third and fourth more popular app. It like keeps on going back and forth there, but it's very highly used. It's it's one of the most the best podcast apps out there. It is iOS only. I'm sorry. It's what? your favorite, right? Uh no, it's not my favorite. I thought it was. Uh, it is my second no, Castro is your favorite. favorite. Castro is my favorite. It's my second favorite, but I do love Marco Arment, who is amazing. So anyway, he's always pushing the envelope and 
he created this this sort of disclosure where now when you listen to podcasts or subscribe to a show on Overcast, it also shows you how they are or if they are sharing any information or if they are adding anything to their feed that could possibly share information or are using things that maybe necess- could be revealing something about yourself. So it also shows the the services that are being used by that podcast. So they were showing about, uh, there's a screenshot from the link in the show notes here. It's from The Verge. The Verge uh, showed their privacy. They're using like PodTrack. They're, mind you, these are like those little, what are they, addendum, what are they called? Uh, addendums or? Yeah, addendums, I guess. Whatever. You add the, something to like a. A link. When you add something to like a contract, that's an addendum. Oh, sorry. It's not an addendum. It's it's the little bit of extra knowledge that you add to your Footnote? MP3 link. So it's oh, huh? uh, that you add to your MP3. Is it metadata? No, it's a little. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> sorry. But it's a little bit of code that you add to your MP3 link so that it's tracked. So the services that you yeah, this, like an appendage. Wait, what is that? Extension? Extension? Whatever. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. Yeah, it's like an additional so, extension. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. You're right. So in this one, uh, the Vergecast is using PodTrack, PodSites for tracking, Chartable, where they can also track stats, Megaphone. And so uh, you can see if somebody's using uh, dynamic ad insertions, how they're tracking. And it also is going to show you where the shows are hosted. And and it gives you a little like uh, informational triangle if you want to know what these things mean as well. And this is something that's been coming up a lot because what people have been wanting to do is just track or get more data. They People always want more data. And, and I'm not saying just people because what we would want as consumers would be something more like demographics, right? Or ages or something like that. Whereas what um, other companies want is all the other things like the type of content that you're using, where you're listening from, your location, um, how long you listen to the episode, when you dropped out, you know, where it was being downloaded. Like there's all of this other information. And for some things, um, it could be beneficial, but in another way, it uh, could be problematic in terms of your privacy because you don't ever opt into this for podcasts. Where do you opt in to giving your information away when you listen to a podcast? It's right. not there. Um, and when you go to a website, you know, you get the little cookies. Do you accept whatever? When you go to Facebook, <laughs> supposedly you're, you you, you kind of know you're giving up your whole life, but it's been a co- conversation. They are tracking you. You can have the option most of the time, but in podcasts, you don't really have that. You just download the thing. You don't ever say, yes, please follow me around. And it could become problematic, particularly during this these times, if you will. What if, you know, you're downloading stuff that has to do with, I don't know, your physical health as a woman and you're trying to find some information around maybe cancer? Um, maybe uh, you're looking to do some research on something specifically that's wrong with your body, maybe, or maybe your mental health. And you have this tracking and people can find out the types of stuff that you've been listening to. And maybe later, I don't know, it could affect the way that you're, you get a job. I don't know. I mean, you could possibly have things like that follow you around. Yeah. Um, so Marco has dis- have the disclosure. So now you don't, 
have to listen without consent, if you will. If you if there's people tracking you and these companies don't have privacy policies, you can just not listen to the show. Yeah. Be done with it. So <laughs> Jessica's like, great. <laughs> that is huzzah. Such a, huzzah. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to know more, please go through the links here in the show notes. But we have another. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Dr. Ginger? Yeah. Why not? Dr. Ginger Campbell is a friend of ours, and also this week and this month a sponsor. She wanted to do some promotion around herself, actually. She has written a book called Are You Sure? The Unconscious Origins of Certainty, and it explores the implications of one of the most surprising recent discoveries in neuroscience, which is there's overwhelming evidence that most of what our brain does, perhaps as much as 95% is unconscious. And if you've met me, that's very obvious. It's not just outside our conscious awareness, but much of it is also inaccessible to introspection. So what does this mean? It means that there's a lot of unconscious stuff that's making us believe we're certain about something. And so this book sort of dives into what makes us feel certainty or uncertainty. Now, Dr. Ginger has had a podcast for over 10 years called the Brain Science Podcast. She, It's a very popular podcast. It's a once a month show where she has neuroscientists on and she talks about their books and et cetera and so forth. And this particular book that she's written is interesting in a bunch of different realms, especially right now with our society being the way that it is, that we are making decisions about how certain we are about who our next president should be, about how we feel about racial strain, how we feel about healthcare, how we feel about lots of things. And this book sort of explores how memory works, why it matters with certainty, why we feel certain even if we're wrong, why do people struggle with not being certain, the practical implications of these discoveries about certainty. So what Ginger is suggesting is that you have her on your podcast. If you're listening to this right now, she would like to be a guest on your show, mental health, politics, personal storytelling. She has a very interesting story about her life for the last 10 years, which I will let you guys find out on your own, but it was an interesting surprise. And you can reach her at brainsciencepodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to her, see if she's available to come on your show, talk about certainty. I think that stuff is absolutely fascinating. But as I've said many times, I am an amateur psychiatrist and psychologist. I don't actually have any degrees, but I do try to analyze people on a regular basis. And I'm very interested as to why people are certain and uncertain, especially about things that are so obviously dumb, you know, like sports, for example. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I couldn't even the say that was streaming because I just wanted to see what John would <laughs> his face would be like. He's like obsessed with the Eagles. No, but I mean, but like, why? Why do we feel so certain that this is wrong and this is right? I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. And knowing, I think, what makes us certain or uncertain is kind of the key to being able to think for yourself, to think on a higher intellectual level, et cetera, and so forth. So again, it doesn't have to be just about brain science, personal stories, mental health, politics, pop culture, any of that stuff would be great. So go to brainsciencepodcast at gmail.com right now, or at least email it to yourself so you don't forget so you can reach out to Ginger and say I heard you on She Podcast I'd love to have you on the show here's how we start that's great I think she'd be great yeah. we love it 
And now you have something on here for news that I find interesting because it's not I know, but podcast I, related, but it must have really pissed you off in order to. Let me tell you why. I think part of it is is it's a long conversation. I don't want to have a long conversation because we're we're running a little bit long. I think today, especially because I want to cover the other thing too. So it's this. So there's this article I found on the the hotter fly. I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. And and the title is Elizabeth Olsen trolled for not posting about Chadwick Boseman. Oh, that breaks my heart. Even just saying that, just the loss of that man has is oh, it's so hard. I, I mean, it hit so many people, but that's not really why I'm putting this up here. The reason that I'm bringing this up is because I keep seeing, like, I think that there's a shift in our society right now where it's like, if you don't see it in social media, it's not happening, and I'm not okay with that. Like, there's so much I think that it comes whenever we have, whenever we've been working with people. Whenever we have deeper relationships with people, that if something happens with that person, there seems to be a a desire from the world to have them post something on social. And if they didn't, then that means that they're not grieving. They're not sorry. They're not anti-whatever. They're not actively canceling. They're not living their lives differently. And I I just find this to be really, un, like, really not okay because... God forbid if something happened in my family or to somebody that I've been working with for a long time, I would want to cherish the private time for me to process whatever that is without having to go on social and say anything, right? I mean, I don't even know. Like, I don't want to be judged because I didn't step forward and write something on my Instagram page. And then all of a sudden people are pissed off or that means something that it doesn't mean. There's people who are naturally very ex, how do you say it? Ex- extroverted. Ex- extroverted. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, they can't like, it's like their mouth opens and like, they have to say everything and be seen all the time. And they have an opinion about everything and it's nicer. And I'm not like that at all. I have everything that goes the other way. I think a lot more. I'm much quieter. I, I take a long time to say things. I there's a lot more processing. I don't, I don't even know. Like if there's a death in the family of somebody that I really care for, I have no words and I probably won't have words to talk about it till a year after. I don't want to have to step out and have to craft a PR so that I could avoid being hated. That's yep. the conversation that I feel. But you're also not in a Marvel movie. With other no, Marvel it doesn't characters. matter if it's in a mar. No, you know what? It has nothing. I I know that this is a specific story, but it, I I think that it's a larger thing. People are being canceled because they didn't say X, Y, and Z with enough time to address whatever it is. She's not being canceled. She's being raked over the coals. Right, and then she shut down her Instagram. I would too. You know yeah. what? I think that that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like, you know what? Something happens, and people are getting. I'm I'm sorry. I'm out of social. Because yeah. I don't, wh- why? Why should I have to, why? Judgy McJudgy pants out there on the internet. Always got something to it's, say. I mean, but knowing that, you don't have to care what other people say about you, whether you're famous or not. You can simply not give a fuck. No? There's a difference between I don't have to care and the way society cares about these things. Okay, so there is a difference between I can very easily say, I don't care what people say, I'm processing and doing things my way and kind of disconnect. 
And at the same time, society is running off with their own judgments on what that means. Elsie didn't post this because, insert whatever it is, where I'm out and there's all of this other stuff happening because it's demanding something. And then stories upon stories. And then when you search for things, it's all of this other conversation. Remember when Elsie didn't say she was sad when so-and-so got hurt? And they were working together or whatever. And that's what the narrative is. When really, like, when did that ever happen in the past? I think that, and I'm just putting on my analytical hat now. I'm going to put my my psychologist hat on. Here we go. Fits good. Fits good. I think because, and I could be wrong, but from my understanding, no one knew he was sick. I think... Right now, there's a frenzy to eat up every bit of information from everyone he's ever met because people want to know, did they know? Have they been dealing with it? Are they just as shocked as we are, those who aren't close to him? And then I think people also want to, they want to memorialize or pay their own tribute. And if the guy is an asshole. They don't want to do that and then find out the guy's an asshole. So you kind of look to his friends and his coworkers to make sure that the person you're mourning on the inside matches the person he was on the outside. Don't misunderstand. There's no obligation for Elizabeth Olsen or any person, private or public, that has ever known Chadwick Boseman to say a fucking word about him. It's none of anyone's business what people say or think. That This also happened when Naya Rivera died. Like People were getting pissy about her glee co-workers talking about whether or not they were happy or sad for the fact that she passed. And like, not everyone has something to say about someone that they worked with 20 years ago. I mean, and it's none of your business right. what, what she does think about it. And of course, how could she, no one, I swear, no one has ever died where a co-worker hated or not went, well, thank God. You know, they're not going to dance on his grave, for Christ's sake. The reason that I put that there is that I I didn't want to make it about this instance. What my concern is, is the generalized thing about this. So it's not about this person or that person. It's about the way society is responding to these things. So insert whatever in there. And you just said, yeah, so so who cares about the thing? But the thing is that it does, the people, there's a story. There is a story. There's not just one. There's many. There will always be a story. So what I'm saying is that this is a societal thing that I am not okay with. And I feel like it needs to be eradicated. People need to not feel as if the only way they can express or be counted for having an opinion or a, a, a feeling needs to be put out on social. It's like it's a requirement. When was that a thing ever? If you're a politician, sure. If you're a, a movie star, maybe because you're more in the public eye. But this is now happening with actual every other person. Friends on Facebook. Why didn't so-and-so do the thing? Why didn't the other person do that thing? Why didn't they put this thing up? And it's like, what if we're not on social? What if we don't care? What if social media is not real life? But 
it that's not a, ever a conversation. So that's what I'm talking about. I, I don't... Let me get this straight. So you put this article in our show notes so that you could give a very public fuck you to anyone who expects you to post anything on social media. Yes. For their curiosity. Yes, because I'm reading like, it as long as we have it, as long as we have it clear. Yes, it is actually what's clear. Happening and it's right not, now. it's not me specifically. I wish I could read. So there's well, a book I'm it reading. Is. It's called <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> Why do you laugh? I don't know. Why just, do you just, laugh? It struck me this funny. This is totally serious. Quiet. The book is... Shut up. Stop John. talking. John. I'm sorry. Go ahead. John, stop it. Listen. The, the book... Listen to me. It's probably the called Quiet. Called... Why No One Else Should Talk by Elsie Escobar. It is really great. Quiet. It is quiet. One Girl's Journey Through Social Media. Y'all, y'all are going to have to let me finish this. So it's okay. called Quiet, The Myth of Charismatic Leadership, and it's by Susan Kane. And it actually, um, I'm only, I'm sort of like a few chapters in, like I'm on four or five chapters in. And it really speaks into the way that society and culture has Start has constantly skewed towards awarding or rewarding people who are external, people who are extroverted, and cultivating that sort of like in your face, out there kind of um, real quick and pushing forward kind of thing. Like most leaders are allotted for that, um, and those qualities and how they have been nurtured since. Wait, like it's really weird. She goes historically back how it all lines up with all the kinds of people that we follow and the types of qualities that are rewarded and how in the past, like there was like all this training for people who didn't know how to speak up and that they were really a little bit quiet. Um, all of a sudden they, they were like, oh, we need to get rid of that mousiness. We need to push you to be louder. We need to make you bright. Like, And then they were also not rewarding people who took their time to figure things out. Like if they didn't, they didn't, like there's a problem to be solved instead of just being quick on your feet and quickly coming, coming up with a solution, taking the time to sit down and like really weigh things in and not really say anything until you've, you've got all the sides and you can kind of make a, a much more distinguished, um, specific solution. So, but it's interesting because she brings it back to how society tends to lean towards that and even in like high, high achieving, like Harvard University, how some of, in Harvard, the way that you made your, your connections and the way that you moved professionally up was by you being a part of all of the extracurricular activities and you being an extrovert. If you were an introvert, you literally missed out on all that because you needed to be attending and being present and talking to people and being engaged and going out and studying with other people and being together and doing all this kind of stuff. I was just like, yeah, I'm the, I don't value that. So anyway, y'all need to read that book. And I'll tell you something else. I can smell your disgust for extroverts through the phone <laughs> and through the computer. You are disgusted with people that need to go out and talk to others and express <laughs> themselves and, no, and no. people who derive energy from <laughs> other people. 
And I'm not judging you because I'm not one of those people. But as you were talking, I was sort of coming to the conclusion that introversion and extroversion is a mood. It's a mood that you're either in a lot or you're not in a lot. But I I do see extroverts that like to be – I mean, I think everyone likes to be alone. I think everyone needs people, whether they want to admit it or not – I think the point you're making about Elizabeth Olsen is correct in general that we should not expect people to emote publicly. It doesn't matter what kind of person you are. They don't have to do they don't owe you don't owe anyone anything. I could have just fed my social media feed as if I never had a daughter. I could have just pretended like nothing ever happened. I could have just gone along and just erased all of it from the feed and just went about my business. I mean, I don't particularly want to talk about it on a regular basis, but I think it's important for other people who are struggling with these things not to feel like they're the only people in the world, that they're terrible parents, that they're terrible people for being addicts. So I think it's important to talk about those things. This has nothing to do with like Elizabeth Olsen or Chadwick Boseman, But I agree with you that we should not expect people to do anything on social media. If they want their social media to be a complete facade, and 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 first of all, if you're on Instagram, that is already the truth. You are looking at at picture after picture of curated facade. That is all it is. There is no reality or truth to anything on Instagram, including our own feeds. Unless you're posting like stuff that's ugly or behind the scenes stuff or whatever. You can't just post your latest thought on Instagram. It has to be aesthetically pleasing. Therefore, it's not real life because a lot of life is ugly. And maybe, yeah, like you said, Elizabeth doesn't want to talk about her friend on social media so that other people can ask her a billion questions and make her talk about it. And we shouldn't make other people talk about stuff they don't want to talk about. But there's always the opposite devil's advocate that says, well, then you shouldn't have a social media if you're not going to, you know, you want to stay relevant because you're on social media, but you're not going to address things that everyone else is addressing or I don't know, people are, but then also, you know, let's have a third hand. People are just dicks. They're just dicks. Right. There are so many dicks out there that we can't crush a very simple pandemic. That's how many dicks there are. Right. No, I I get it. I know. Ebbing and flowing and ebbing and flowing because of all the dicks. These are the same dicks that won't wear a mask. These are the same dicks that try to cancel people for stuff that they said fucking 20 years ago on a stand-up stage while they were probably high out of their face. These are the same people that just want to cancel everything that doesn't, that like claws at their sensibilities. Well, life isn't like that. People are going to annoy you. Put on your panties and deal with it. The end. Oh, my God. Anyway, y'all need to read my book that I put. No, it's not my book. I put it in the comments in there. Yes, you did. It's an Amazon link. Quiet yeah. Power Introverts World Talking. It's Elsie's It's Elsie's swan song is this Oh, my book. God. It's so – I all of a sudden, the world makes so much more sense. And all I'm saying is that it does. Like the entire – the social structure tends to value and, and reward – the same thing, like it doesn't the other. That's all I'm saying. So, and and unfortunately, it continues to happen. And it is a skill you know that we all need to have. what else society rewards? Pear-shaped bodies. The apple shape has no love in fashion. <laughs> Only 
only the pear shapes, the big boobs and the big hips and a teeny tiny little waist. Well, what if I don't have any butt? What if right. all my weight is in the front? The apples get no love whatsoever. It's pear, pear, pear everywhere you look. That's all You're I'm correct. saying. I don't know what kind yes. of pear you eat. What kind of pear is big at the top and big at the bottom? And skinny in the uh, middle. They're not uh, that big at the top. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. The but I'm pair- just saying, well, big yeah. butts. Big butts are much more valued than big bellies. And I mean, of course they are because everybody loves a big butt. And nobody wants to have a big belly. But that's not the point. All bodies should be loved. Oh my god. All right. Well, dude. Great. So, so great. This then we're we're done. See, this is what I'm saying. That's why I was like, this is going to be okay. a long, like a long discussion. It is. Anyway, before uh, we go, produce. Yes, before we go. Before we go, I just want to tell you about Produce Your Podcast because this company has been helping us so much. They send out our emails for us. They've been helping with show notes. They've been helping with all kinds of copy. They're very organized. They help us stay on a schedule. They've been doing amazing. I know they have room for new clients. So if you need someone to do the things that you don't want to do, I think they do editing also. They do transcription. They do blog posts. They do social media. They do lots of stuff. Go to produceyourpodcast.com and see what kind of services you can get them to do for you so that you don't have to do the things that you don't want to do. Um, other than that, we're going to close it out, I think. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode of She Podcast. And for those of you who are watching behind the paywall, God bless you. Bless you, bless you for sticking in with us and for having fun with us today. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at She Podcasts. You can also find our show notes at ShePodcast.com. If you want to join the Super Squad, go to ShePodcast.com forward slash Super Squad. Check it out. If you have any questions, you can always email us info at ShePodcast.com if you want feedback on today's show. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. That's the news, and I am out of here. Love you. Mean it. Bye. 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 Bye